You are listening to The Breakup Evolution, a collection of real-life vignettes of how people grow from heartbreak. And I am your host, Sarah Ng. I had read about Alex long before we even spoke. There's this New York Times column, Modern Love, that I'm absolutely addicted to, and it has personal essays about relationships of all kinds. Alex had written one about his crazy dating system. Methodical, one would say. Very methodical. For those of you who haven't heard of Trello, it's a software used to, and I quote from their website, it tells you what's being worked on, who's working on what, and where something is in a process. Imagine a whiteboard filled with lists of sticky notes with each note as a task for you and your team. Shout out to Trello. So like I said, methodical. And Alex harnesses the power of Trello, wrangles them to his advantage, and went about finding love and sometimes heartbreak using the system. We talk about all such stories, but first, let's get down to the nitty-gritty of how the system itself works and how it even got started. It's been, I think, like, guessing since 2013, sounds right. Okay, first things to note, Alex is in sales. He talked to me about a sales funnel problem, which sounds kind of complicated and maybe is, but long story short, he noticed that. The percentage of people that I think I'm interested on these apps or in real life that I end up going on first dates with seems low. So he fixed that problem and ran into another issue entirely. Then the problem switched after a while where I was like, okay, I'm obsessively and annoyingly kind of like tracking all these people through and making sure they're like being pushed through a funnel and I'm going on a first date. And then the problem switched where I was going on these first dates that, you know, they didn't like me and I didn't like them and it wouldn't go anywhere. And so after a while, um, I thought, you know, how do we fix just that problem at first? And so similarly to like, not to sound like, like such like a tech loser, but like you, you look at a, you look at a, a funnel as you would for anything in your life where you're trying to optimize around an outcome and you start with like what you have in front of you. And for me, what I had in front of me was a bunch of bad first dates. Right. And so it was, how do we fix that? Yeah. It seems like a lot of problem solving along the way. Like, okay, the initial problem is the dating part and the bad dates and I was wondering what to you constitutes a bad date? How do you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think there's, there's probably some, there's probably some like, I don't know, I could probably draw like some circles and then bucket things, but my gut right now tells me that it's, it's like, am I enjoying myself? Right. And it doesn't have to be that, you know, it's love at first sight or like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely like, this person's so attractive, but it's more so like, was this enjoyable for me? Cause I think that for me was what was, like if I got to a first date and the person was super cool and then we decided to become friends, which has happened to me so many times, uh, it just like wasn't a romantic match. Um, then, I mean, that's that's a really cool thing, right? Like adding a new great person to your life is is a win, right? I think the yeah. the the loss and the thing that was hard to stomach, which is probably just me becoming a more you know patient person in in general, is is you know if you wind up sitting on a date where each where neither of you were happy with the time you spent together, right? Like, I mean, sure, there's like probably some Buddhist way of looking at that, but but uh, the like neurotic version of me goes, wow, I hated that I was there, and I hated that I wasted my time, and maybe even that, and like probably unhappy that I wasted this person's time too, and how nice it would have been if that hadn't been the case, you know. So 
So can you walk me through, okay, the first step is reduce the amount of bad dates. And then how did you fix that problem? Yeah, so the criteria over time just kind of changes, right? Changed for me at least, where at the beginning I'd get on these first dates and I'd think to myself, okay, you know, what about this isn't going well? And it's, you know, maybe we don't have the same humor. I'm saying things that I think are funny that are probably maybe not that funny, but hopefully to someone they are, and that person is not the person in front of me. And so it's, you know, uh, do we have the same sense of humor that becomes a criteria that I started a vet for, right? Or it's, um, you know, do we find the things that each other likes doing interesting, even if we don't like doing the same things? I think that's like a huge, a huge thing, right? I think people often go like, oh, do we have, do we like the same activities? And I don't know. I mean, sure, maybe it makes things kind of easier, but I think more often than not, it's, you know, do you appreciate that this person has that set of interests that might not be yours? And I think when a date isn't going well, it's usually because both of you don't appreciate each other's things that they bring to the table, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. It sounds like there's this importance of common ground in some way. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be the exact same, but appreciation of humor in both people, appreciation of like what the interests. Yeah, com yeah, completely. I think back to this one guy I did, and I remember on the first date, uh, we we have we had nothing in common at all, right? Uh, and uh, but when he would talk about, he was a, a like a designer when he talked about design, and he, when he talked about mood and uh, and like like graphics and how things look together and colors, like his eyes would just light up in a way that I don't care at all about, but it was still very cool seeing that person get excited about their thing. And I think, um, yeah, to me that, I think that's important, you know? Yeah, there's something to just seeing someone get excited. It could be anything, but just like, it kind of makes them seem alive. And then I'm like, oh, I want to be, have that feeling. I want to like also connect with that person in that way. But what, what else was on your criteria? Um, I mean, I can pull, let me see, I'll pull up the one I have, the current one. Um, it evolved, but right now... Oh, I was going to ask if there's yeah. a current one. I kind of thought it, it had stopped. No, no way. Still going. Years. Yeah. I mean, I turn it nice. off, right? So, like, I stop using <laughs> it when I'm in a relationship because, yeah, you focus on the person. <laughs> then maybe maybe, maybe if they dump you or you break up with them, you do a poor mortem and then you figure it out. But I don't know. I think uh, the second I start seeing and liking someone, the thing goes away. It's definitely an anxiety thing, right? It's definitely, like, a tool that I use to give myself a sense of control throughout a dating process, right? Like who knows if this actually does anything, but I'd like to think that it's helped me remain more calm through an otherwise potentially like sense of, potential sense of hopelessness throughout singledom, you know? Mm, what is the hopelessness part? Mm, I think the questions that people often ask themselves, I think it's as people like, it's different questions for when you're single versus when you're in a relationship, but I think each category have their questions and i think the the single people are always you know am i good enough am i lovable am i gonna find someone am i destined to be alone and then i think the am i like am i doing this right and then i think once you're in a relationship it's the other questions of like is this the right person for me do i like this person for the right reasons and vice versa and so i think that for me the trello board kind of acts as a i don't know like a maybe like a like a guide for myself where i can look at this thing and say you know here are the things about someone that I seem to be about people that I seem to be attracted to in general. And if these are the things that move me the most, what can I do to make sure that I'm focusing on these things that seem to matter to me in the long run, rather than on the things that 
are more shiny objects that you tend to be attracted to at people when you're starting mostly from, you know, like places of dating apps. So we're picturing this Trello board, a bunch of different columns, and it's this living, breathing dock that we actually start changing mid-interview and revise it for the better, or hopefully the better. Let's see. So on the new, on the current Trello board, um, what are the the recent things that have been added? I don't know when I added these. Let's see. There's one, two, three. There's nine right now. Mm-hmm. So there's five befores and four afters, and the five befores are has a job they like or they know that they want what they want to do. Second one is that they live close by. Uh, <laughs> in Florida or in LA? Yeah, well, right now I'm in Florida. Um, but so I literally have a Florida column. Um, but I guess wherever you live or want to live is where is where that was the relevant thing there. For me, this is a weird one, which is like, do they like like backpacking, right? It doesn't have to be like, it's not too constraining, like in my head, but I'm I'm looking, I don't know, I tend to like people that are more open to just like getting in a car and going and like and camping or like getting on a flight and going somewhere. And um, I think the spontaneity and the lack of need for, what's that word called? When you like your, like a, like a nice hotel or like, uh, fancy toothbrush. Like the people I tend to most like are the ones that don't care about those things. Um, like they don't need those type of things as much. And then will they FaceTime or get on the phone with me before the first date? I think that matters to me a lot. It just, it saves a lot of time, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then do we have the same humor via text? Those are like the five before. Okay. So the backpacking one, how do you vet for that one? I kind of like ask them what they like to do. <laughs> I'll usually throw the word like hiking or camping in there. And then very quickly, <laughs> someone will be like, oh, that's be- absolutely never happening. Yeah. They're like, I hate you. They're, Alex, you are just, like a disgusting, gross um, rock climbing wannabe. And, but yeah, that's like, I don't know. I think it's important, at least for me, to kind of figure out what those things are. Maybe that one will change, but for now it's there. Yeah. And then how hard hard set are these um, criteria? Is it something like, can someone fit four of them? They're totally not set at all, which is the funniest thing about this entire thing, right? So like, that's why I was saying earlier that I think that this more exists to give me a false sense of control for anxiety than it does for actual applicability to my dating life, right? I mean, there's people who've checked like one thing on here, like, which is like, I have no idea, right? And then they, or they, they live close by and then all of a sudden, like, I really like them. And then, and then I'm circling back and I'm like, wait, this thing is entirely wrong, but I think that's good to, it's fine. It's, it's nice to be surprised and kind of be like, okay, I can't prescribe for everything necessarily. Yeah. Okay, and then what's in the after? So right now it's secure. Or it's, are they secure, curious, kind, independable? It's a huge one. Yeah, I don't. I think the dependable one for me is probably, that's a new one. I think I added that two months ago because I was talking to my friend and we were going over these. And I think the thing I'm going to eliminate is, I think the thing I'm going to eliminate is kind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's just sure, Alex? It's just less important, right? I think that's almost like a... I don't know. I think that one is there for probably one time in my life where like someone like hurt my feelings and then I overreacted and threw it on the board. It's like, oh, every person needs to be kind, you know? And it's like, no, you just got dumped. Like, stop, like, stop being like, just grow up, you know? Um, yeah. But I think the dependable one for me is a more, um, more important thing. I think for me specifically, that's like, that's something that I over, I overreact to. I overreact to like the trade around around a lack of dependability. And so I think maybe putting that on there for me is probably good, you know? 
We're um, I'm gonna remove kind right now with while well, I'm talking to you. Okay. Ooh. Kind is gone. Time update. Let's okay. see. Let's see who's become who's the next what person I date, right? <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. A dependable mean person. Dependably yeah. mean. That's okay. Yeah, you gotta know what you're signing up for, right? Yeah. For each criteria, can you point to like a specific person and like a story? Yeah, there was this one guy who I really, I really liked a lot, but I kept, we kept running into things where we'd go to talk about something and it was mostly I'd go to talk about something and he was just so uninterested. And maybe, and at first I started to question myself where I was like, oh, is everything I'm saying just like so boring, right? But, but uh, it was mostly, it was mostly we just, he just wasn't curious about the stuff that I was curious about. Um, and so like curious is now on the board and it's a hard thing because I'm sure so many people are curious about, like there's probably so many things that he was curious about that I just didn't care about. And I think you, I took a bunch of, I swung a bunch of times and then it kept missing. And then after a while, I was like, this, I was like, I, he's very sweet and smart and fun and uh, I'm attracted to him, and, but I don't, I never laugh. And, and I've never like find myself, like I never find myself in the conversation. How do I say this? I never found myself in the conversation forgetting to look at like how much time had passed, which I think is, whether it's a new, whether it's a new romantic or platonic friendship, I think is the um, in, in the biggest indicator of like, is this person going to be someone who plays a substantial role in your life? You know? Yeah, it's almost like a relationship flow where you're not aware yeah. of the time and it just happens. Yeah, relationship flow. I like that. Yeah, I think we just we just collaborated on something. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I like that too. And then. Were there ever times where you wanted to throw out the system? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, once I start dating someone, I'm not using it anymore. But every time I'm single again, I kind of like, I go back to having it because it, I noticed that I, I don't know. So bad habits for me, the things I don't like doing mm. are like, I try and look at my phone as little as possible. And so I have no push notifications on for dating apps. And so I try and look at my, the dating apps when I wake up, like I'm in bed for, you know, five or 10 minutes or, or like right before bed or like, sorry, like right when I wake up sometime before 10 a.m., I'll like look at my phone and go through the dating apps for like five minutes and then I'll do the same thing before bed. Um, and then quickly move everyone that I'm like liking talking with to a text. And then that way, like I have my text on my iMessage at my computer, you know, and then so throughout the day, like I can yeah. talk to these people, but the board kind of keeps me, how do I say this? It makes me feel not uh, crappy about uh, being single, I guess is the right way to put it, right? So I think that, that sounds so bleak, whatever, it's the truth. So I guess like, I guess in life you have these, for me, like you have these like, you have these cups, right? You have like your work and your health and your dating and your, I don't know, like your fun or your community, whatever these things are. And I think whenever something isn't where you want it to be, it's frustrating to feel like you're not pushing that thing forward, right? Like whatever the track is that you're, that you're like, emo that's taking any emotional um, energy, right? You're, it doesn't feel good to just have that sit there, right? And so I think this, the Trello board makes me feel, even when I'm not touching it or even when I'm not going through apps or dating anyone or texting anyone back, I think it makes me feel like this weird sense of like, don't worry, Alex, like you have a thing set up and it's, and it's going to be okay. Yeah, I get that. The The feeling of progress of there's movement in some way. 
forward of having something happen. I actually think about, you know, burnout of how people talk about, I mean, there is such thing as dating burnout, but just the idea that it kind of feels um, indefinite and breaking it down into like smaller chunks can sometimes help of making it feel like, okay, we're making progress and bit by bit moving towards something rather than like, it's this fast thing that's never going to end. Yeah. It's that whole idea around, I mean, it's true for most things, but like, how do you cope with ambiguity? Right. And usually it's, for me at least, it's a, it's a plan, no matter how improbable it is that the plan comes to fruition. It's just convincing myself to not have to come to terms with the unknown, you know? Do you want to talk about the breakup that you had? That sounded so therapeutic. Uh, do you want? Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk to me about? Uh, like no, uh, I don't. Um, yeah, no. After some convincing, and no, it was not easy. I did get Alex to talk about a relationship he had after matching on Hinge. I'll talk to you about one of. We'd been dating for only a few months. Like I want to say about a year ago. Went for a walk at a, it was like a food fair market. It was, it was fun and it felt great. And it felt like different than a lot of other dates I'd been on. He was definitely like a grungier, campier, uh, not campier, grungier, more liking camping. For me, like LA is, has been a hard place to live just because I like don't know about pop culture and I'm not interested in it. And I don't know about like anything about celebrities or TV or movies or fashion or like what's going on. And I think I just had a community full of that type of energy. And so when this person came along, that just like didn't have any interest in those things. And I found attractive. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. But then as we got to know each other, we would just like miss each other in communication where I tend to be like a very, I'm very like non, I'm not a constant communicator with like text or anything, but I'm very much into like phone calls and that and that was like we were very different there and then on the uh like emotional side i tend to be pretty like forthcoming very quickly and very transparent on like here are my needs and here's what's not working for me and i think that type of like communication just like wasn't his thing at all and i kept noticing that i'd be like i'd feel very confused and and distant and so i think what we do oftentimes in relationships is we hold on for hope right you just like you think like oh you know if i if I sink my teeth into this person's side enough, eventually they'll cave. And like, that doesn't, I've never seen that work, you know? Because you think about the people that have liked you back or that have liked you that you haven't liked back. And I mean, I can only speak for me, but it's never really, it's never really changed. I've never been like, oh, you know, the person that I've just kind of really didn't want to date for the past six months, all of a sudden I'm, I'm having a change of heart, you know? We dated for a few months. And I think that that's what happened where I was like, oh my gosh, look at all these things we can do together. This is great. How do you not see this? Like, um, you know, and so I think for in my head, it was like so fast. In his head, it was like, no, I don't want to date you. This would not work out. It was really hard for me. And it was like looking back on it now, like, it wasn't hard for me just because this person was like right for me or because I was like too desperate or anything. It just like wasn't a good match. On the health side, I had just like started to like deal more heavily with this ear disability I have. It's, it sounds ridiculous, but like I have this like balance disability that comes from my inner ear. And uh, it was like kind of coming to terms with that and what my plan was for solving that and feeling like a different version, like a different weekend version of myself combined with the fact that I had a job that I was like, oh, like kind of like this isn't really fulfilling me and I'm just doing it to do it. And so it was all these things that were kind of meh. And then this 
person who was like great for a lot of reasons, but like wasn't a good fit for me, uh, became super important, right? Because uh, it was a thing in front of me that I could see that felt like it could fix the other problems in my life, which I think is a thing we often do. We often try and put put the shove all the cups into that one person and say like, hey, you should go fill all of these. And I just felt the pain of the breakup so much more intensely that I would feel it if it happened today when like everything in my life seemed to be going much better, you know? Now we're, now he and I are friends and everything's good. And there's so many reasons why we wouldn't work out mostly because like, I think I'm pretty probably like emotional and he's very guarded in a lot of the ways that no one I ever dated has ever been. And um, I'd probably feel very lonely in the relationship. And what about the check boxes? How did this guy stand up? He meets six of them. Yeah, not bad. I probably overweighted him because he checked that box of that thing that I was looking for, which is like activity partner, you know? What made you decide to publicize the Trello system and write about it? I think with the, like with the dating board stuff, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have reached out to me about it and have been mm-hmm. like, oh, you should make a template. And so then I made a template that Trello went and released, which I mean, maybe people are using, maybe they're not, <laughs> so which is, funny. it's just so funny. It's on like their first section of like template board templates to use. But uh, <laughs> I think the, I think the most important thing is you have to kind of do what works for you. I think for a lot of people, the Trello boards are a really bad idea. Like, I don't think I can influence it as much as I wish I could. You know, I don't like, right. you know, if like finding someone to date and falling in love was so easy, it wouldn't be so interesting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not so formulaic all the time. Yeah. Have you gotten friends or, or just people that you know to use it? I have a couple people that have used it. I have a bunch of people, a bunch of strangers that sent me their versions of the Trello board, like Excel spreadsheets and like oh. so many. I've probably got and it feels like a lot to me, at least like 15 different people send me screenshots of their strangers, send me screenshots of whatever their like unsolicited thing I'm is. Assuming. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but some of them are really interesting and they make me feel, I like that everyone sent me them because they make me feel less crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, oh, you know, look at you. I think you're dragging. That's nuts. You know, uh, I thought you were going to yeah. say, oh, we're the same, but you're like, no, no, they're much worse. No, no, no. Again, I'm optimizing around me feeling stable, not not us feeling unstable together. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that they've said, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I love that people are just sending them to you unsolicited. Like, you probably want to know this. I mean, they're funny. Some of them, I mean, they're really, I mean, they were, but like, I, I hope that these people are using whatever ridiculous system that they're using because it brings them some type of peace you know and so whatever seems nuts to me uh doesn't make it actually nuts it's just like when i saw there's some that people sent me that i'm like that just looks like so stressful right that Mm -hmm. would consume me in a way that would be unhealthy but and people probably look at mine and think the same way What has changed over time with both dating, breakups, and the Trello system? I think noticing when you're not getting what you think you need, I think, is a thing that I had to learn. And um, I think I'm always learning, like hopefully learning more about. And um, 
And I think I learned that very quickly express what you need. And if you don't get what you need, you should probably try and find it somewhere else, you know? Hmm. Actually, I feel like that's quite resonant. Just have Good. awareness of needs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just like play some like, I don't know, yeah. some soft music and then we'll just, that'll be the end. <laughs> I hope this inspires you, dear listener, in, in some way of having a strategy with dating, having a strategy within your relationship or or not having a strategy, but really owning your own take on on how to approach finding connection. You can find me and more about the show at The Breakup Evolution on Instagram, or you can email me at thebreakupevolution at gmail.com. And if you like the show and want to hear more of season two, please subscribe and even better, review. This was The Breakup Evolution, 